Love what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, and even our D&D adventure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. All right, welcome back, everyone, to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And today we're talking about probably the biggest news in Halo for the past, what, six weeks now? I was even the six years. Almost. Yeah, probably. Something, something years in the making that people have been wanting since Halo 2, which is the Master Chief Collection, is now coming to PC. Which is amazing that now we're going to get... What was an Xbox franchise, except for a little bit of Combat Evolved, of just being on a console system. Uh-huh. And not only that, if what they've said and what actually comes out is true, we're going to get it on Steam. Yeah. Which is another big selling point. Yeah, because then that opens it up to, to the modding community and no end in sight after that. Exactly. And you're not going to have to go through the Epic Store, which is kind of pushing for Steam's viability right now. And you're not going to have to go through the weird-ass like Windows Store that's kind of involved in t- to 10, like Windows 10. So you're not going to go through any of that, which is a huge lifesaver. And I'm really glad that Microsoft 343 slash whoever else is involved with that, as we're going to mm-hmm. talk about later, yep. is really open to that. And that's, yeah. that's that's kind of a godsend. I think that's really what's going to help, I don't want to say revive the series, but reinvigorate it with a new audience and mm-hmm. also a continued audience. Yeah. So before we talk about the news and everything we know about, we're first going to talk about what all was on PC before this happened. So we're going to go back... To, to 2003, I believe, and I could, I could be wrong on that, is whenever the first time Halo was on PC. Mm-hmm. Halo had its own PC version that was released after it got released on the Xbox. And as well as there's a custom edition, which we've talked about before, which is, you know, people are allowed to go into the maps and change what they want. And basically you're given given the developers notes, you know, and saying this is what we have. Do what you want with it. It's kind of like the first forge almost. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it's basically allowing them to do that. And we touched on this on uh, our first episode with CE about how when you had Halo CE on the PC, you had exclusive multiplayer maps, you had exclusive multiplayer weapons, and mm-hmm. it was just a whole 
a whole different experience. I guess it was a bit of a different experience. So we'll continue uh-huh. on that lineage to see kind of how we ended up where we're going today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then afterwards, the next thing we have for PC, Halo 2 was brought onto PC in 2007, only a few months prior to Halo 3's release, though this was on Windows Vista. And so I, I, I don't remember Vista much, but I guess that it was like... Vista was trash. Yeah, and so that hurt the selling yeah. uh, because people didn't want to play Halo on Vista. No, it was such a boggy system. And I believe the way they had it there as well, it was super entwined into Windows. So you mm-hmm. had to use a lot of like the Windows gaming features that were there. Mm-hmm. So it just bogged the game down. It made it just tough to even start up. Yeah. And it just, it, it didn't keep a player base. Mm-hmm. And at that time too, with that weird transition Vista of 2007, um, you still had plenty of PC gaming, but I think consoles were kind of dominating that market. Yeah, well, plus, as I said, like it was released... Not long before Halo 3. Mm-hmm. So people were kind of, you know, they they moved past Halo 2 in the sense of like being excited and they were waiting for Halo 3. The last thing I think a lot of people wanted to do was say, okay, well, Halo 3 is only a few months ahead. Let me just go replay this, but on PC now. Exactly. And for the most part, if if you had a PC at the time and you were gaming, like this wasn't something I would see on your radar. No, it, it's it was it was a Microsoft specifically Xbox exclusive mm-hmm. that you're kind of just getting what was probably just an an okay port over mm-hmm. that. That's basically what it was. Yeah, and, and they tried to and Windows tried to push achievements on Windows games, which no one really could render until uh, you had places you come out with trophies. Was no one was really trying to go for this yeah. achievement base, and it really didn't feel like you were getting anything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, eventually then, shortly after Halo Wars 2 came out, it was available on the Microsoft Store. Halo Wars 2 being released on the Xbox One was actually at the same time available on PC. I think this is the first time we ever saw a Halo title be released on console and PC at the same time. That has yet to, that, the first time that happens is Halo 2 Wars, or Halo Wars 2. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's it for especially exclusives. Having mm-hmm. that, um, obviously, cross-platform things kind of get released whenever they can, or yeah. whoever has exclusive rights for a week or a month. But we'll talk about this as we get to Halo Wars and all the others later down the road as we get to this. Mm-hmm. But with more pressing news as we have it, this could be a transition of Microsoft saying we need to, you know, relate with our online and our PC audience mm-hmm. as much as we do with our Xbox audience. Yeah, exactly, because it's. I, I know that there is that whole PC master race or, you know, there's people that pit against each other, mm-hmm. but there are people that play PlayStation and who play Xbox and who even play PC or they play Wii as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely like Halo, I think, is done being an Xbox exclusive, like for sure. It, well, it, it's official. It, it is done. You know, we already know Halo Infinite will be released on Windows 10 as well. Yes. And it makes sense. It It makes sense in a world where you're having people flock to PC more now than ever. And we'll touch on this mm-hmm. kind of when we wrap up uh, after the end of our episode is just kind of our own thoughts on these things. Mm-hmm. But I think Microsoft is making the smart move of yes. you, you already dominate the home computing system. Why not keep pushing that aspect of an audience you already have yes. while still sticking with xbox and what you have going over there and and going between the two and making them work Mm -hmm. for you in both ways exactly now after 
uh, Halo Wars 2 was released. Halo Wars, the deluxe edition, became available on Steam. Now, we also have Halo Spartan Assault and Halo Spartan Strike that are both available on PC and Mac. I will say this. A lot of people don't like those games, but for a top-down shooter, I actually like those games. And those are I'll, – I'll, I'm going to be really excited once we actually do a whole episode on those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, those were originally released for PC, and then I know Spartan Assault is available on Xbox One yeah. as well. I don't know why Strike isn't, but that one's not. It's only on PC. It could boil down to licensing issues or just porting over or really anything at that point. Mm-hmm. And, and they were never made – to be core editions. They're made to just be fun arcade stuff, which is yeah. just really awesome to play and pick up. Yeah. And I think that's key to an audience where you already have a saturated market of all mm-hmm. this. Why not give them something that's just like a little little snack? Yeah, pr- pretty much. And it, it's, it's a good snack, too. Mm-hmm. Now, Halo 5's Forge was released on PC September 8th, 2016 on the Microsoft Store for free. This version featured updated graphics, better UI, and custom Forge controls for PC. Though there were lag issues with the mouse, so most users ended up using their controllers anyways. And it also included custom games, which I, as I said, I don't do a lot with PC. I do zero PC Mm -hmm. gaming. So I didn't know, I was talking to Alex about this, that there's actually uh, controllers that you can Bluetooth to Windows, which I didn't know that. So that was cool to find out. So you, uh, one of the first ones to do it was Sony, the PlayStation 3 controllers. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what a lot of people still use nowadays because they're cheaper controllers. You can get um, an off-brand one that'll work just fine. Mm -hmm. I personally still have a wired Xbox 360 controller that I use for a lot of PC gaming um, that I either do through my PC or through my Steam link for my big screen Mm -hmm. um, for either of those things. So it's, it's Halo 5. So, I mean, we'll, t- we'll talk about that later. It's, 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 it's the Forge, you know, so yeah. it's not so much Halo 5. And w- what mm-hmm. we're going to end off this with is that after MCC coming to PC, once that's all said and done, Halo 5 will be the only game that's not on PC. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think, which I think we both kind of theorize that they'll kind of just do it under the table. They'll just randomly say, hey, it's here, and no one's really going to touch it. It's a download pack. We'll have, we'll have some DLC for Halo, it's coming out. Oh, it's Halo Five. It's not yeah. DLC. No, 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 no. It's just re. It's good. So it it might be something along those lines. It might just be. Obviously, from what we've heard from you guys and what just a general consensus is with Halo Five, it's mm-hmm. a game not many people enjoy or like or want part of canon. So I think for them, focus your core on everything else in the MCC, mm-hmm. and then once Infinite and once your other projects are kind of wrapped up. If you want to spend the money, port it over. Yeah, and I, I will say, if they allow multiplayer, which I'm assuming they would, Halo 5 does have, I'd say, the most universally liked multiplayer because they really kind of push it out and conformed to what what more people who don't play Halo would want to see in a multiplayer. And I'll give them that. It is true. I mean, it, you have still plenty of esports competitions with it mm-hmm. you have plenty that love the loadouts and the styles that were created with it and it, it it's a decent triple a in its own right mm-hmm. i just don't think it fits no the universe of halo no but again once we get to halo 5 and that, that'll be for a long time but once we get to the creation of that and all that and the breakdown of the campaign mm-hmm. we can really dive into this but moving on so now this 
again, these this is everything that's available for PC from the Halo franchise before MCC was announced coming to PC. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to talk about some games that are fan-made, you know, games that people have put a lot of their own time into. Mm-hmm. And so let's first talk about three things that you need to do so you can legally make a Halo fan game. Mm-hmm. You cannot reuse any assets. So if you make a gun, you have to make that from scratch. Yep. It can look like a DMR if you're going to make one. Every asset must be built from the ground up. As we, you know, what we just said, everything needs to be built. And then you cannot monetize the game, which means no selling or accepting donations. And that's what's interesting with this is if you look at any other industry, um, I mean, even look at some of the Star Wars fan films that were made, which were not monetized at all on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And immediately Disney LucasArts is like, that's ours. That's ours. That's ours. Take those down. What's great and what really hasn't changed too much about the gaming community is developers accept and sometimes really embrace you making these fan-made games. Mm-hmm. And like we said, if if you bring in your own assets and bring everything else to the table that you create, mm-hmm. but you're still using, like let's say, the Halo name to it or somehow it's related to it, yeah. it's really cool that they're like, let it be made. It's free advertising for them. It still builds the community up. Mm-hmm. And it just allows for just so much creativity that they can even pull yeah. from. And that is also kind of the downfall about it is that you a have to realize that people are putting so much of their own time. Think about how much time and money it, it takes to make a game. Mm-hmm. Now imagine not getting any of that money. Exactly. So it means people are working full time at their jobs and then they have to come home and work on this. And I say even at times that may be even better because it's more of a passion project. True. It's not driven by the dollar. It's just driven by your love or, of it. Or a deadline. Or a deadline. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's driven by so many assets for oneself of, of I love Halo or I love this universe. Mm-hmm. I want to make a game and I'm doing it out of my love and passion and somewhat free time. Yeah. So when people like that get recognized, either even by just the community, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, for some of the, the games and, and a few of the modes we're going to talk about uh, here coming up. Yeah. It's amazing that people have embraced this over the years and mm-hmm. just continue this love and lore that Halo is adopted with. So let's start with the biggest fan-made mm-hmm. gamer mod, you know, also a, a huge controversy breaking some of these rules that we just laid out that Microsoft said you can go ahead but follow these. So let's talk about Halo Online. Yep. And this is is it the game itself is not fan-made but it's the mod that was fan-made. So Halo Online was going to be a Russian exclusive Halo Online game available on PC that was going to be free while having microtransactions. Microsoft partnered with developers Innova Systems and Saber Interactive. The beta was released in the spring of 2015 in Russia. Afterwards, Microsoft decided to cancel the game because supposedly Microsoft had made little to no decisions on the game for six months. The game was still seeing some life, and when software developers El Dorito added their 0.6 patch to the game, it saw new life in early April of 2018. This patch included all new Forge mode with almost limitless capabilities, classic gameplay modes, advanced map controls, which include lighting and weather, along with more customization options on your character. Which is insane, mm-hmm. because basically what you're doing is you're doing anything that you can do within, let's say, a freeware program to basically design mm-hmm. these 3D modeling. You're allowing all these aspects of game creation within the game itself. I mean, these mm-hmm. are things that developers, quote unquote, should only be the ones to have access to when they're building, but they're like, 
give it to everybody. Have fun with it, enjoy it, and build the game you want. Yeah. And so, in case you're wondering who El Dorito are, this is from the El Dorito website. El Dorito is a community-made mod for Halo Online, a canceled free Halo 3-derived PC game for the Russian market. It allows the game to be played in player-hosted servers and aims to restore removed features, fix bugs and glitches, and add mod support. I didn't know these guys had been actually at this since 2015. Now, shortly after they released this 0.6 mod or patch, Microsoft served a cease and desist on the developers and anyone streaming the patch on uh, Twitch would get penalized for this, which is kind of crazy. And we could do a whole other episode just about the idea of, you know, should people get penalized for streaming this this game Mm -hmm. or this patch, you know, because it has Microsoft assets that were built on. Yeah, because te- technically, like we said before, it is illegal. You're taking copyrighted material, even if you are altering it. It is still on top of that already copyrighted material, and you're basically streaming mm-hmm. this stuff, which in turn is the same type of deal if you were to watch a movie that's streamed online. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of taking the same approach for that. Yeah, and, and believe it or not, this game is still up for download. You can still download it and play it. Just mm-hmm. don't stream it on YouTube or Twitch because... You will get taken down. It will get taken down and you will get penalized for it, which we will be doing an episode eventually about a majority of these fan games that we're talking about. They just either need to be completely developed or we just, you know, we'll have the time to eventually do it. Something about Halo Online that a lot of people don't know, you know, you know, you need gaming computers. You can play Halo Online on an on a laptop easily. Because the two times I've ever tried to play a, a, a game on my shitty little laptop, it it just sounds like it's mining Bitcoin. Like the fan <laughs> is going crazy. Well, and that's the thing, too, is having such a smaller asset game. Because mm-hmm. at the time, it's huge for having the Xbox to have to pull that, the PC at the time to have to pull that. Mm-hmm. But with a modern-day system, even if you have a lower-end system, you're still able to run that. Exactly. Since the uh, the 0.6 drop in last April, over a million games have been played. The El Dorito team has since met with members of 343 Industries and the Halo community. And they were asked simply to, quote, pause development. 343 Industries did make this official statement on the situation. Quote, one thing remains clear. The community really wants more Halo on PC. And as we look ahead, we're very excited about the prospects of an official classic Halo experience making its way to PC. And we hope to be able to partner with the El Dorito team and broader mod and content creation community to help inform the types of experiences and features our fans desire. While we have nothing to announce today, please know the PC community is very important to us and top of mind as we work towards the future. Many speculate, you and I included, Mm -hmm. that this was the push for MCC coming to PC. It was. And we said before that Halo Wars 2 was released right when it came for Xbox. Mm -hmm. So Microsoft already had it in the mind. But having especially mod makers and PC users who grew up Mm -hmm. with Halo. These are people who could have basically potentially been Bungie employees at the time if they were of that same age and era Mm -hmm. um, that they could have been doing this. So for Microsoft and everyone involved to kind of reach out to them, be like, hey, let's talk. I mean, that's big. That's big that you have that push towards PC, Mm -hmm. towards what Alex loves to play, and he'll play MCC on both systems now. Yeah. I mean, it it allows for so much more. And 
once again, we'll touch on a lot more of this too as we go through, but one of my favorite things that's a potential to be added, it's rumored right now, is the ability to add mods. Yeah. Having that Steam Workshop and having people being able to set it on there is going to be very awesome. Yeah. So the the second biggest project currently that a lot of people are talking about is Installation 01. Now, Installation 01 is a fan-made PC multiplayer game developed by Soon Studios with the intention to bring back a classic Halo multiplayer experience, taking inspiration from Halo 2 and 3, though in custom games you can include armor abilities from 4 and 5. This game allows so much customization, down to the individual armor plates and everything can have its own color. Soon Studios basically just wants to make a Halo game that they feel is perfect. So kind of elements uh, from every game. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. So basically you're saying, taking what, like I said before in our previous episodes, I love 2 and 3. I love the multiplayer mm-hmm. there. So you're basically taking the armor sets, so, mm-hmm. so the hundreds of different types of armor you could do with that from headpieces yeah. and all of that. Also having loadouts, I assume, taking that same kind of idea uh-huh. and armor abilities that you'd have mm-hmm. and bringing that to uh, you know the landscape of two and three. It's really cool. And it's I think what a lot of people really wanted from the original MCC mm-hmm. was, to, was to kind of have your, your classic mode of, of uh-huh. playing through your game, but being able to have all the assets that are included within those games going between them. Yeah. And two things that I find very interesting about Installation 01 is A, they made a Master Chief armor set from when it was going to be on the Mac. So we have a 2018 or 19 version of that Master Chief we saw mm-hmm. way back in the day when Jeeves, or Steve Jobs presented him, which I think is phenomenal. And two, it's a fan-made game, a mm-hmm. multiplayer game, but it has its own soundtrack. And it was uh, this, this soundtrack was composed by, and I might butcher this name, Jaffe Meza, who also did a soundtrack for Halo SPV3, which we'll talk about here very soon. Now, as of right now, this game is not released. We don't even have a a beta yet for this game. But the developers are still working uh, and releasing weekly updates with this game. And so far, over 100,000 fans have already signed up on their website. That's cool. That's, That's just so neat that over these years, like we've still continued to grow this Halo base, that people... Mm -hmm have done these grassroots kind of campaigns with their own production studios, mm-hmm. doing like soundtracks, doing yeah, everything That's the it. thing that blows my mind, is those two facts I said, mm-hmm. is that we have this classic, you know, n- never made it to a game armor set, and that the fact that they're putting time into a soundtrack, and I'm not talking just like a title screen track, like you can find a whole soundtrack, mm-hmm. I've listened to it, it's beautiful, it's so reminiscent of classic Halo, like my mind is blown by it, it's so good, I love it so much. Well, and and if you ever if you ever go to a fan-made game or an indie game, it's typically some weird kind of 8-bit version of it, uh-huh. or it's, it's light and flighty, that's an mm-hmm. easy garage band type thing, but to actually have someone produce something for Mm -hmm. this whether through all digital or through actually recording instruments or however your process may be Mm -hmm. it shows that you really want to put the time and effort and money Mm -hmm. into these type of projects exactly it it's amazing now let's move on to another one which i didn't know about this project until i started researching for this episode Mm -hmm. which is halo spv3 which stands for single player version 3 it's a mod for Halo Custom Edition. Remember that that Halo CE that's on the uh, PC. Yes. 
It is in, now it's a remask of the original Combat Evolved using tools for the custom edition, but for the campaign experience. This game has brand new graphics as well as, you know, some some new twists in the original Halo Combat Evolved PC. So as I was researching for this episode, I watched a trailer for this and holy shit, my mind was blown by this. The graphics look great. But not only that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just gonna going to name off everything I saw as I was watching this trailer because I basically was just taking notes as I was sure. watching. So you have drivable wraith tanks, which you didn't have in Halo CE. You have these these uh, you have a room that could have gravity, and you can basically turn it off. And so you know, giving yourself some kind of space esque battles. You have brutes in this game, and the brutes themselves are a mix of Halo Two and Three brutes. You have a, a, a grenade that when you throw it, it's like a magnet and vehicles come toward it. And that's one oh, way you can you can yeah. splatter. You can get splatter damage on oh, on so enemies cool. from that. Yes. You instead of the uh, the spirit drop shits, we have we have phantoms. We also saw the thorn beasts. We saw those come back. You have night vision. You have the beam rifle. You have elite honor guards. You have the brute shot. You have mongooses back. You have the golden hunters from Halo Three ODST. Mm-hmm. You have you have the ability to use those hunters' guns. You have a grenade launcher mount on uh, the assault rifle. You have a Spectre. You not only have a Scorpion tank; it's it's I believe a Grizzly tank. You have Flood Infected Brutes as well. You have a DMR. You have the BR. You have Jackal Shield mounted weapons. You can use the Jackal's shield now. You also have uh, you the Enforcer Sentinels that you see in Halo Two. Mm-hmm. You also have Sentinel beams that you can use. Uh, you also have skirmishers that are back. You have the flamethrower. You have the SMG. This game features skulls, custom loadouts, and reach style abilities like the sprint in the overshield, as well as it has the the Halo reach style data pads. So you have that sense of, you know, all the other games that have terminals and whatnot. You have that in this game as well. They threw everything in there but the kitchen sink and Holy shit, it looks amazing. As well as, like, flood-infected areas look beautiful. This, to me, seems like what Halo Infinite should be when it comes out. It should be this world where we're seeing basically every asset Mm -hmm. that can be included. Yeah. And that's the hope as we get towards more and more info, as we talk about Mm -hmm. later. As we get closer and closer to Infinite, just seeing what they're going to include, because this is the type of stuff that if Microsoft and their port studios and 343 doesn't pay attention to, you're going to lose out to some of these mm-hmm. games. Yeah, because what reviews I've seen of this game already are amazing. And when I watched the trailer, it, it highlighted each mission of the game, and it showed. Sure. Uh, some, uh, some other things I learned is that there are areas in Halo CE, if you like look up at a hill, you're like, I wish I could go to that hill. You can go to that fucking hill. You can go there now. Like, they've expanded it so much. Another thing I forgot to mention is we have uh, the the blind wolf, like that T-Rex with no arms. Sure. Those are, like, fightable enemies, like, now. Like, they can come and, like, mess with you and your Marines. Like, the amount of things that they put into this game, it's such a fan service plus more. Like, holy shit. And that's the type of thing that, reiterating... As a fan, I would love to see, even if it's just some weird addition to Infinite, even if they buy out these mod makers and have these as official mods. And the hope is that we see something like this 
uh-huh. especially with MCC coming to Steam and having a Steam workshop. Mm-hmm. If Microsoft either pairs with this developer or can get some official mods out, that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah, because it's, as I said, like, in, oh my God, we will for sure be, do- as I said, we're going to be doing episodes about a majority of these, but this will probably be top of our list because my God, it looks amazing. Now, the, the mod is free. Of course, all of these these things are free. Mm-hmm. And I I can't give you an official website. I know I Googled it, and there was a Reddit post that I saw that's officially like, here it is. You need to have uh, Halo CE to download it and, and mod it. And again, this as well has its own soundtrack. Again, composed by Jaffe Meza, which is crazy because it's... And I listened to some of this too. And there are some original tracks, and there are some revamped tracks. Like, I, I cannot wait to do a whole episode and play this. this. Now... Let's move on to a different take on a Halo mod. This isn't a first-person one at all. We're going back to an RTS setting. Now let's talk about Sins of the Prophet. This is from their website. Sins of the Prophets is a Halo Total conversion mod for Sins of the Solar Empire that has been under development for the past five years. Shout out to them, by the way. Sins of the Prophets strives to bring gritty, fast-paced feeling of Halo Universe to life in the most visceral, intense manner possible in this 4X strategy game. Now, it's it's cool for this that it's not it's an RTS and it's all space battles, which I think is really cool. And uh, this game features the UNSC, the Covenant, and the Flood. I will say 100%. I would love to do an episode about this, but I watched some playthroughs of this. This game looks complex. Maybe I'm an idiot and it's not as complex as it looks, but holy shit, it looks complex. It depends. I mean, I've never played it, but I know games like this, especially space battle stuff where you're kind of micromanaging certain areas... Um, it's like a it, it, oh my! It, it can go either way, dude. It looks crazy, and it, it looks fun if I can get it down. Again, PC gaming's not my thing. RTSs aren't my thing. Yeah. I would love to even just watch you do it and take notes. Oh, as, for sure. As is a uh, <laughs> finish the fight fashion. Well, of course. And for all those out there, I will be educating Jesse on PC gaming's what a computer is and how to do stuff. Uh, so that's definitely going to happen yeah. as we continue through this. I will for sure be learning how to play PC just for Halo SPV3. Exactly. Very he'll, excited he'll learn for what that. the W key does, the A key, mm-hmm. the S key, and he'll learn all of it. The one thing I like about the Sins of Prophets is that it's not just a reskin that continues the game on. Mm-hmm. They've added assets and they've gone through and changed things to get this whole mod going. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's really cool that this game is still currently active. Mm-hmm. With with these fan-made projects at times, you may see three or four versions released, which is which is a godsend, which is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But to have this game continue to go and still gets regular updates, uh-huh. that's huge. Yeah. So a few other efforts that are trying to that we're trying to bring life to Halo PC. So we have uh, Downfall, which is a campaign based about an elite ODST group fighting the Covenant in the midst of an invasion. We have Coral, a game built on the Unity engine. You are part of a group of Spartan threes fighting in the outer quality world, Coral. Uh, it's also supposed to have uh, firefight modes that are reminiscent of ODST and Reach. We also have Project Contingency, which is a multiplayer fan game made on the Unreal Engine 4. We have Project Cartographer, which is a Halo 2 PC mod that was shut down in 2015. 
We also have Glast, which is being developed in an Unreal Engine 4. And now, there's not a lot of information about this one. We saw kind of a, an engine mm-hmm. demo, but we didn't see enemies. We didn't see anything else. Anything else but it did look beautiful. That's the thing. If you can if you can release this in Unreal 4, that's freaking huge. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of just going to be a pretty game overall. Yeah. Because well, you got to think pretty... And then, you know, UI and... I mean, it's because it, Unreal is still one of my favorite engines of all time. And to see, like, Unreal 4, which you're using from everything from gaming to AI to all these different artificial realities, especially in, like, CGI and mm-hmm. room building, it's really cool to see that they're doing that. Now, I have a question for you real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, with Downfall... Yes. Now, was that before ODST? I uh, see. I I can't remember off the top of my mm-hmm. head. I I think I asked because I follow their in, their official Instagram, sure. and I had asked if this was going to be reminiscent of that or within the same timeline. And I don't remember the answer, but I'm pretty sure the answer is no. So it's, it's not going to be associated. Thing. Yeah, and I think it's it's going to be a campaign, but it's not associated with it at all. As much as I I kind of want it, the idea that we might get another ODST like a Halo Three mm-hmm. ODST is exciting. It is, because as you know, as one of your favorite games in the franchise, Mm -hmm. it was cool to be able to be that dropship trooper, that marine that Mm -hmm. was there with the Spartans. That was usually just cannon fodder before, but now you're able to be them. It's really neat. So hopefully we get something that tells that Mm -hmm. same kind of really gritty, just brutal story. Yeah, and it seems like we're going to have this nighttime rainy setting, Mm -hmm. which I think they, they are going to be taking some aspects of halo 3 odst which is fine because they were uh, it was amazing sure now finally let's get to the topic at hand you know the reason why we're doing this episode the master chief collection itself let's talk about the master chief collection the master chief collection was originally released november 11th 2014 it had halo combat evolved along with halo combat evolved 10 year anniversary it had halo 2 and then the halo 2 10 year anniversary which was the premiere for the game that's Mm -hmm. the only way you could get it then we also had halo 3 and halo 4 in december of 2014 it was announced that halo 3 odst was added to the collection it was it was uh added on as a dlc along with some few other perks though you had to have played mcc during a certain uh duration of dates in order to get it for free mm-hmm. but you could have then just gotten it for five bucks which if, is if worth you it right there it doesn't matter either absolutely way, yeah. now i know a lot of people are really speculating and I, i'm assuming this is the case people added it because basically mcc's release was buggy we all kind of know sure. this you know and we'll do a whole episode about mcc and all the issues you know it had and whatnot and again microsoft didn't or 343 didn't address this for another year or so about mm-hmm. all these issues before they tried to fix it so i don't think anyone was too terribly mad we're like okay we're getting odst on here Precisely, and you're getting all your you're getting everything. Like that's the thing uh-huh. is you're getting everything wrapped into one, um, which is fantastic. And then we want to preface this as we go through. So we're, this is kind of a newsy podcast as we get to this point. Uh, so so we're recording this on April twenty second, twenty nineteen. So like I said, it's going to be a bit of a newsy podcast when we get to this point. So we mm-hmm. want to make sure that you guys have the up-to-date knowledge of when we're recording it and then when we release it, which is this upcoming Friday, April 26th. Yeah, so anything can happen in these next four days, Mm -hmm. the second we stop recording this episode. 
and we won't have it on the podcast because this podcast takes a few days alone to edit and make sure everything sounds good. So, you know, if 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 something comes, if say tomorrow they're like, holy shit, we're adding Halo Five to it too. We're not gonna we're not gonna be able to put it back on this podcast. So just so you know, there's a four day window where something could happen. We're just covering our asses right now because. I'm expecting we'll get a message of being like, hey, this thing happened. Be like, nah, check the date, son. Because that's what we do. <laughs> now, on March 12th, 2019, at South by Southwest, Microsoft had announced that the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC. The MCC will be available on Steam and the Microsoft Store. The goal for this release is to have it feel like a modern PC game. That's what they wanted. They don't want this to feel like a port. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian Gerard had stated that, uh, you know, it isn't, in fact, a port, that it, they wanted it to be a release on their own. It's also been stated that 343 Industries is working with members of El Dorito on this. Yeah, and I think it's necessary. Like, if, if they're not wanting to do a port, you're rebuilding it. I mean, and you mm-hmm. have to be with a team that knows PC, that understands these mm-hmm. nuances, and also knows how to use a mouse and keyboard. Pretty much. Now... These games will be released in chronological order, one at a time. We're not going to get the whole thing. So the first thing we will be getting is Halo Reach. And we're talking chronologically by time and date of the universe, not when yes, they were yes, released. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Halo Reach, Halo CE, 2, 3, 4. So that's how it's going to go. Now, 343 has partnered with Ruffian Games and Splash Damage in order to help them bring MCC to PC. So let's do a little snippet about these two developers. Mm -hmm. Ruffian Games is a British game developer founded in 2008 who helped with the initial release of the Master Chief Collection. We also have Splash Damage is another British game development company and was founded in 2001. They've worked on games such as Arkham Origins, Gears of War, and Doom 3. They've won several awards such as the Develop Industry Excellence Award for Best independent studio and guardian top 100 uk tech and media companies so it sounds like with having these two developers on there Mm -hmm. that we're not only getting a decent group of people who've worked on microsoft games but we're also getting games from meshiv collection that are going to be feeling like true pc games almost new Mm -hmm. triple a's almost Mm -hmm. so what's awesome about having those two studios and basically having a comeback with them having the mcc is we're getting Reach, as we announced before, which mm-hmm. is nuts because we don't have it currently on the Xbox. We're going to get a little teaser with it, which is going to be kind of cool, um, but it's going to be the launch title, quote-unquote, for Master Chief Collection for PC mm-hmm. yeah, because um, we are going in, in that kind of timeline order. Of yeah. What's nuts is that we're going to have this coming to Xbox One and PC on 4K 60 frames. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting that just mwah, beautiful deliciousness of Amazing. Fr- frame rate, some 4K action, um, which is going to be fantastic. And so this means that we'll have six total games under the MCC banner, mm-hmm. eight if we have like the anniversary editions of one and two, mm-hmm. which... I would say give them half. I give them one total game. Yeah, one total game. Because you push the back button, basically. (laughs) Um, But it's going to be the first game, as we said, coming to PC. So it's kind of the flagship they're going to have, which is nice because it was already kind of a next-gen game when it was wrapping up Mm -hmm. on the 360 going to the Xbox One at that time. So you already have those assets that you just need to give a little oomph to that visual update, and you've already got the game. Um, So it's great that we're going to have that. And then the one thing, too, is that if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you'll get Halo Reach as part of this subscription. So on your 
uh, Xbox One Halo Master Chief Collection, you're already going to be able to get to play that, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be great. Let's talk about the the general reaction of people who you know heard this Xbox and PC fans. Sure, alike. as you expect, just about everyone was ecstatic about the news of Halo finally returning to PC. Though there are those who are trying to be gatekeepers about Halo. There are people who are saying, you know, well, we have this this younger generation who is this is the first time they're going to experience Halo, you know, is on PC and they they had no interest before then, which I will say, who cares? Yeah. If we want this fan base to grow, let's have the fan base grow and especially let's a introduce it to a younger audience and b people who would have never touched it because they just don't want to play a console game. They like the, the feel of a mouse and a keyboard. I 100% agree. I mean, my 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 whole thing of gaming has evolved over time. I was able to do console gaming. I was able to rent them when I was younger because Blockbuster used to rent consoles. Oh, So I used to rent my N64. Um, but I was a console player because PCs were newer. Mm-hmm. I guess you would say newer when I was younger. And my parents didn't know much about it. Um, so then when I was able to afford my own and build my own PC, I mean, that's when I, that's when I switched. Yeah. So the elitism of going between a console and a, a PC or even saying Sony... Microsoft or Nintendo, mm-hmm. I think it's silly. I think if you want to play a game, play a game and enjoy it with others. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad that Microsoft is opening this up to others who may not have an Xbox, mm-hmm. may like exclusively game on PC, or that you know their their dad or mom or brother sister have a gaming PC, and now they can enjoy that game with everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, other people are afraid that this is going to be, like, the death of Xbox because we have, you know, the biggest exclusive title now not being exclusive anymore, which I, I don't think it's going to be the death of Xbox. I don't think it is either, but I think Microsoft is making the smart move mm-hmm. of bringing their content to their other platform. Yeah. Uh, you had really bad sales of the Xbox One when it first came out, uh, there's uh, promises that were not kept. The system just was buggy and had a garbage interface. I will say, I think the biggest thing about that was the mm. launch titles. They didn't exist. Like, there weren't any good Sunset ones. Sunset Overdrive, I mean, a couple others. And then you had titles like Rise, which was kind of pushing the Connect and was supposed to be this really cool launch title. We play this kind of Spartan uh-huh. gladiator, just garbage. And Sony just blew them out of the water with their titles, mm-hmm. with being a better system that could support 4K yeah. before they could. Uh, and you had just a better launch for Sony. So Microsoft yeah. was hurting hardcore until a couple of these exclusives, especially Master Chief Collection, pushed the yeah. console up a bit. Yeah. Well, I, I remember I worked at Walmart at the, t- the time it was released. I think I had to stay for, like, the midnight release mm-hmm. itself. And uh, it it was pretty lackluster, you would think. Because I, like, I, I know, like, when the 360 was released... Go to a Walmart or any game that w- or any store that would have that, and it's a lot different. There were lines and lines. As compared to Walmart, it was it was lackluster. The 360 is still in history one of the best selling consoles of all time. Mm-hmm. Microsoft did pretty well with the Xbox, and then did amazing with the 360. Yeah, and I, and this is a whole different topic, but I think achievements helped a huge amount with that. Oh, I, I know, the, I know people like my buddy Wayne who are obsessed with achievements. I mean, achievements really what what brought a lot of games back to life, especially mm-hmm. single player one time playthroughs. Some multiplayers that were kind of eh. You had that, so I I think Microsoft. Getting back to the point, Microsoft bringing MCC to PC mm-hmm. is a little bit of fanfare, but also marketing. 
Oh, yeah. Because this allows you to now push the Windows Store a bit, push Steam. So you're they're not going to get the same revenue stream they're going to have with, if you get through the Windows Store. But it's still producing longevity in their software. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's something I love about, you know, we're talking about the general reaction is mm-hmm. that fans were so fucking excited about this that they were sending 343 Industries pizza. And they sent them so much pizza that two things happened. Uh, Domino's website crashed from this. Yeah. You couldn't do that. And then they publicly asked people to stop sending pizza. They, they, I was seeing pictures. Some people were sending cakes. It's, it's, it's so crazy that you, I see a lot of people talk about how the Halo community is dying, mm-hmm. but when we get something that we like, we crash websites over it because we're so excited about it. So if you guys would like to send anything our way, yeah. uh, here's our P.O. box and Yeah, whatnot. send us pizza or... <laughs> so go ahead and uh, send us that PM just to... We'll send you the address. Yeah, exactly. And pizza or beer, PBRs. Alex is always sipping on PBRs. PBRs. We're not sponsored yet, but we'll gladly take them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think my my favorite thing about this is that veteran Halo players are planning on using their old gamer tags. That way they can, on, on PC, that way that they can find people that they were playing Halo with years ago. Which is 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 cool, but at the same time, there's gonna be one guy that has XXX Pussy Slayer XXX, and he's like, "I'm almost thirty. I can't use that anymore." Um, hey, it depends what your level was in those old games. <laughs> <laughs> True. No, it is neat that there is this revival of, especially people who played it when they were younger and can now play it uh, older and just relive a lot of their favorite moments. Like I said, I'm more of a nostalgia player with Halo, with Halo 2 and Halo 3 being my games. Mm-hmm. And so seeing this and being able to play with, I would say, a lot more friends. It's like I said, I'm more of a PC player now. And being able to have those Steam friends and others that I know are going to purchase it, I know are going to stream it, mm-hmm. it's really cool that we have that ability now. So shortly after the announcement of MCC to PC, Halo's community manager, Brian Gerard, a.k.a. Sketch, and instead of a T, it's a 7, went on Reddit to answer many questions regarding uh, the upcoming release of MCC and Reach coming to PC. Now, there's a lot of PC jargon on here, mm-hmm. and a, a, a layman like myself cannot understand it. So we have PC expert Alex here yeah, to kind of explain to me, because I I kind of stopped halfway through reading through all of these and Googling, like, what the fuck does this mean? What the fuck does this mean? What the fuck does this mean? Mm-hmm. So take it away, Alex. Sure. So like a quick summary of kind of what Sketch had, or Sketch 7 however you want to say his name. Sketch 7. Sketch 7. <laughs> um, so the, the flight test, kind of getting the first audience in there. It's kind of been speculated that they have it at the end of April. Uh-huh. Um, as of today, April 22nd, there's still like, hey, PC's hard to do stuff on. Mm-hmm. There's still no official. They want to push, I guess, the next two weeks, week and a half. We'll see if that's we're, a reality. We could have it tomorrow. We don't know. We don't know. But I know that's that's one thing they're trying to push mm-hmm. for. Um, they're having a little bit of... of, of dealings with and we'll talk about the halo insider and flight program after this whole thing here very soon for sure and and so we'll kind of go for me down to that pc experience of kind of what they're trying to go towards mm-hmm. um so the pc requirements for most of you that have uh have a higher end pc have built your pc even mid-tier will more than likely be able to handle a lot of this so what about my my laptop from 2011 that i can't open 
Google Chrome without it freaking out on me. I would say, you know, I would say right now, no. Damn it. I'm just to give you just to give you a, a very clear estimate of me, but we'll see what they come out with. Damn it. Um, but PC requirements, uh, we'll see whenever they do a final flight test to kind of see how things are going. But like I said, mm-hmm. if you're running the latest Windows 10, Windows 7, possibly Windows 8, they're pushing for to see where they're going to hit in that. Mm-hmm. You're more than likely fine. Yeah. Um, frame rate, like most AAA titles right now, they're trying to go with an unlocked frame rate so that. Whatever your monitor and computer can push, they'll try and do that so as not to cap it at 60, 120, mm-hmm. anything like that. Anything but, you want, baby. It's yours. Hopefully. We'll see what there <laughs> is. Um, so then they're going to have uh, – they're basically going to work with a lot of their controller, keyboard and mouse controls to see how those things are going to work. I, ha- I had to Google KB and M. I was like, what is KB and M? You know what? For us, that's how we uh, – I just call it <laughs> keyboard and mouse. But um, – <laughs> Because sometimes when you have a port, such as when Dark Souls came over, you just kind of are like, well, use a controller, just slap a keyboard and mouse in there. And there's input delay, there's lag, there's latency mm-hmm. issues that are different from a console to a PC. So to see them actually pushing those controls and working with mm-hmm. not even limitations, working within what they can do with it is huge. So they're going to try and make sure that you get the same experience you have with your controller uh-huh. as what you're going to have with the mouse and keyboard. You're probably going to see a lot of people using the mouse and keyboard just because traditionally with shooters, it's a lot easier to point your gun with your mouse where you can quick whip it, kind of point to where you want to go instead of having a right stick to move it around. So we'll see how those two kind of go within that. Um, So your field of view sliders is something that they're going to try and put in for sure. Uh, It's going to vary game to game just because of each development cycle, you had a different way that they even did the art style. So we'll see kind of how that pans out too. So another thing that they're looking to investigate is center crosshairs, possibly creating your own, like as what you'd have in Overwatch or other competitive shooters where you're able to kind of differentiate the color and how the crosshair looks for you is a whole other thing. They're actually going to have ultra-wide support. So you're going to have 21 by 9. Now, you super ultra-wide weirdos that bought your giant, like, 32 by 9s, we'll see. But for right now, you're going to have windowed mode, of course, 21 by 9, your traditional 16 by 9, 16 by 10 is what I use, and then for you people who are stuck in the past, a 3 by 2 and a 4 by 3. Another nice thing that we're going to have is PC crossplay. So the hope is to eventually get it to have PC and Xbox crossplay, but to have it in Steam and Windows Store right now is really nice to have so that you're not restricted to just play with your Steam friends. Mm-hmm. You can play with your one friend who for some reason is on the Windows Store religiously. You don't normally talk to them in real life, but I guess you have that one friend in Windows Store. But you'll have we, that. we all have a friend in Windows Store. I don't know it yet, but I do. Oh, but you do. <laughs> um, and like every other PC title out right now, you have an anti-cheat. There's no details on who they're going to use for that, whether they're going to be buggy garbage like Apex with their anti-cheat that EA informed, or whether you're going to actually have a decent anti-cheat out there. Um, um, I'm only about pro-cheat, so this is an <laughs> issue for me. Uh, <laughs> if you're if they're using the anti-cheat that uh, Apex uses... You can cheat as much as you want. <laughs> You're fine. Um, so they're going to have, hopefully, the Comet Evolved content coming to PC for their map support. So they're kind of exploring that to be able to use all the maps, including 
the other just PC maps, which we do have on the Master Chief Collection for the Xbox One. So we'll have that. And the one thing that I'm most excited about, and this is what I love, and what really brings longevity to games, and it's why I put two or 300 hours into Skyrim, is mod support. So they are working close to the modding community. So El Dorito, which is a big one for them. Mm-hmm. I, they've, they've also got some people from Installation 01. Which is, they've which is, sniped over. Which is smart. That's what you do. Yeah, exactly. Pay them to do it instead of having them do it themselves. <laughs> instead of them being like, I'm kind of miserable. I'm not making money off this. And then they get an email and they're like, oh, I'm going to make money off of this now. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm just excited about it because I would love to have Ronald McDonald as the chief. So if someone can start working on that now to give me a Ronald McDonald skin for Master Chief that shoots french fries out and just murders <laughs> Grimace and the Hamburglar, I will uh, I will gladly be paying you. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's really cool that they're going with Steam as well because you have the Steam Workshop. Mm-hmm. You have all these abilities to create this content, which is really going to be, I, I think, a, a longevity and a rebirth to the game. Not only is a PC... You're having the ability to mod, possibly. They're still working on it, but more than likely you're going to have it at some point. But it brings longevity and allows those mod makers right now to be able to use this and create more. I mean, that's how Skyrim has lived. That's how Divinity 2 and how other games that I play, like RimWorld, you have such a huge Mm -hmm. user base that creates mods for it that even if it's a simple lighting texture or, hey, we added this gun or this supply thing, it just changes up your experience and makes it more enjoyable over time. Yeah. So so what else did, did Sketch talk about on his, his AMA? So one of the things that I touched on a little bit earlier was the cross-platform progression. Um, mm-hmm. So we talked about it going between Steam and Windows. And so between your MCC and PC versions... And then the progress you have on Halo Reach and Xbox 360, it won't carry over. So that's kind of the thing that we we, we talked about. We knew that between these older systems and going mm-hmm. between PC, that those things won't continue. They never really have between games. It's always yeah. been more of a local file. Yeah. And trying to do achievements and stuff like that doesn't really go between. Mm-hmm. Which which is disappointing, but it's the name of the game. You, you can't really expect it's anything re- else. It's the reality of it. I mean, it's it's just like if you Grand Theft Auto V. You don't have any progression between PC and Xbox or PlayStation when you played it on it. Mm-hmm. You have to go between each system. Yeah. Mostly because it's local files. It's written for different games. Yeah. And you don't necessarily want someone, for some reason, finding an exploit on let's say Halo Reach, Xbox 360, they found an exploit that can get them max level right away mm-hmm. and then put it right under this PC port and then just be crushing people because you've maxed out. Exactly. Um, so that's unfortunate, I guess you would say, but it was known. It's one of the things you're just kind of like, eh, that sucks, but I, I've already moved past it by the end of this sentence. Exactly. So those are the things that I don't think a lot of people are concerned about, but one that people are is if we're going to eventually have that Xbox One PC crossplay, it's not currently committed, and it's not really known about. It will more than likely not appear at launch because that's no. something you're going to have to beta test for a long while behind the scenes. Yeah, and you've seen it in other games where basically they'll do a crossplay and they won't tell you that you're playing with PC players, or they won't tell you you're playing with PlayStation players. You just it, hear a guy and a mic go, "God damn it, my keyboard broke," and then you're instantly like. What? Yep. The, the keyboard attachment on your controller, and they're like, "No, my keyboard that I type." And then you're like, "Yep, that's that's oh how my God. that's how PC players play." <laughs> my keyboard that I type on broke. I don't know this. Oh stuff. no, my plug-in mouse. <laughs> no, so so you won't hear it right now. 
And then one other thing that we'll see probably more and more now that Microsoft is dedicating, especially Master Chief Collection, but probably more of their titles to the PC, mm-hmm. is that Play Anywhere option. PlayStation somewhat had it with their PSP, rest in peace. Is PSP Go or PSP Vita? Was the Vita? I, I don't know. I, I had a, a PSP, and I watched a lot of Family Guy on it. <laughs> so, I'll tell you that. So the Vita allowed for you to take your PlayStation game with you. Mm-hmm. You basically it's, it's kind of like what Steam does when you do like a Steam Link or do like a, a crossplay, mm-hmm. where you can have it running on a system, but you play it elsewhere. Yeah. So they had that. Uh, the Switch, you just take the whole damn system with you. I... I don't touch our Switch, but I love that Switch. Oh, it's great. So I think when you have this, where you'd be like, if I had a laptop, like, let's say I had a laptop, mm-hmm. gaming laptop, the ideal thing would be if I'm playing at home on my Xbox and I'm like, hey, I'm going to uni or I'm going to the store, you know, <laughs> when you got when you got time in Target to sit down in an aisle, you pop on that, 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 that like two megabit internet right there and you just pop on some Halo MCC. You go, you go off Starbucks internet. Yeah, you, you get some, some, some SBMCC. That's what you need. Exactly. Uh, so, so the Play Anywhere option of being able to go between your Xbox One and MCC, like on your uh, PC with Master Chief Collection. Another thing is speculated, and it's another thing that I, I guarantee they would love to do. And it's something that I think everyone would love to have. It's just going to come down to how do we execute it? What do we need to execute it? And when is that reality going to become a reality for everyone? And it'll probably be a long time. I mean, it's very, I don't want to say futuristic, but it's, it's, it's still out there to have it happening. I, I, think it's, it's, I think it's a shorter time than we think because you're going between a product that is already owned I mean, once i think once you get this port done and microsoft start starts making ports mm-hmm. for all of their products as they go along yeah so with gears coming out very soon it'll be interesting if it's going to be just a microsoft xbox exclusive if it's going to be with pc and xbox or what we're going to do with that mm-hmm. because that to me i don't want it's a future of gaming it's the trend that people have now mm-hmm. that um now that pcs are are very much in and building and customizing your own PCs are huge and it's something I'm doing right now is building my other PC that I'm doing it's it's nice to know that I have that option out there that's not restricted to me just sitting on my couch yeah so what about updates to MCC itself so one of the ones that I think a lot of the community is asking for and I think what a lot of people really want from this game is some forge quality of life and improvements in it. Uh, so it'll be Forge will be releasing after the initial release. So you get Reach coming out, obviously. You've got to get some bugs and everything else figured out. because With like, just the campaign alone and multiplayer. Exactly, because like we said, it's not just a port. It's a full rebuild. So it's going to require a huge amount of effort and get those assets in. But I think... I don't develop games. I don't touch any of that. <laughs> but I assume once they get that factor figured out, it's going to be easier to add assets on a PC where they originate anyway. Exactly. Than it would be to then port, have to port it over to a console system. Mm-hmm. So uh, the quality of life and improvements in Forge is one thing that a lot of people are asking for and I think will be really well received. So another thing that you're going to have is armor customization, Woo! which I know that you're super pumped for. Woo! So let's be able to mix and match that customization of armor for Reach. Not right now for Halo 3 and other titles, so Aww. we'll see. I assume, once again, that's why they're testing Reach Out, because you had most of this in there already. Yeah. Um, and it's unlocked via in-game progression. No monetization 
at this point on April 22nd. At this point at April 22nd. It could come out tomorrow that if you want the the, the grenadier no not the grenadier. I can't I I don't yeah. I think it's the inheritor is the last last one. I could be wrong, but I'm pulling this out of my ass right now. Yeah. If you want that, just give us $100 and it's yours. You may have to do some XX Mountain Dew 69 bucks. We don't know yet, but as of right now, it's a no. And more more than likely they won't. So this is a franchise that never really dabbled into it until you got to Halo 5. and Which is, I think, is another reason why it's such a more popular one to the general public because we can just kind of pay for things and get more things. pay to play. I mean, you could pay to play, yeah. you could pay to win. Um, and I think that allowed... I mean, it was around the same model that Call of Duty was following. Yeah. Well, same with... Uh, I haven't played the online wars for... Or the online for Halo Wars 2. Mm-hmm. But from what I've read... And and seeing people talk about it is that you can you can buy your way to the top on mm-hmm. Halo Wars two, which is successful as a game that that is. That's one of the biggest problems, if not the the main problem with that game is how much they monetized the online for that. And that's that's an issue I'll have if they do continue with it. I don't mind monetization in games. I get that the sixty bucks, seventy bucks, whatever people are spending on your game is a one-time purchase. And if you want to continue to do things like what, what they're doing mm-hmm. and what like Grand Theft Auto Online has done and what plenty of others have done, I'm okay with it there as long as it does not hinder me playing the game. Yeah, I think there's a difference between you can pay for maybe the occasional, like, a better weapon but not top tier, or you want better armor, better skins. But if you can buy your way to a, this grandiose level and have these, these weapons that are infinitely better than mm-hmm. people who are working their ass off who are... Uh, some broke, dumb college student like me who can't afford to buy a very nice weapon, then, yeah, the, the, it's going to become an issue after a while. It is, and that's that's where the issue arises. Um, I'm fine with loot boxes. I'm fine with anything that's a cosmetic change, mm-hmm. that's anything that improves your gaming experience mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't hinder others. Yeah. Because then it, it just becomes this unfair platform where, you know, you're, you are praising the people who do spend four or $500 a month in your game as opposed to the people who are just playing it because they love your game and want to continue. So, or they want something at that top tier and they're working their ass off night and day. You know, I, I never got that, uh, that electricity effect in Halo Reach and I played so long to try to get it, but I never got it. Needless to say, you know, who knows, there might be an ability to buy that later on instead of grinding for it. And, as long as it's something like that, once mm-hmm. again, where it doesn't hinder someone else's experience, yeah. I'm okay with that. If you want to charge $400 that you get the whole armor set for everything, go ahead. If you, if you want to spend $400 if on that. If you want to drop 400 bucks, you drop 400 bucks because that's something that is passionate for you that you really want to put your time-earned money into. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. If yeah. I want to earn it my way, I earn it my way. It's okay. You just have to make sure that, like you said, it's not hindering other players from playing yeah because then that will officially make people not want to play you know people who don't want to spend that kind of money and have fair matches they realize you can just pay to be on top Mm -hmm. so so microsoft 343 if you're listening you're not but if you are for some reason and you for some reason want to listen to two podcasters on the internet don't do that because you know what that'll make us micro hard (laughs) uh so going back onto multiplayer so reach being our first game that we're going to have there's no specifics on if we're going to have some reach multiplayer playlists but i think we're going to really look to the community feedback Mm -hmm. and i think looking at like more than like what was your favorite stuff and 
343 and these other studios are going to pull from all that yeah. and be like, hey, you guys remember this stuff you did? And it's going to be a little bit of nostalgia, yeah. but also for some new audiences. But everyone's going to say big team battle. For everyone's sure. going to say big team battle. And as well as the infection on there mm-hmm. and the SWAT and the Griff Ball were all big time things. Even team shotguns and team snipers. Like Reach had such amazing playlists. And then you even had the custom games that you could do with that. Just incredible. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Another thing I'm very excited for, and it's one of the playlists, eh, playlists, let's say play modes you had that you saw in Gears that kind of moved over here, which is Firefight. Uh-huh. Reach will have Firefight, which is Woo! huge. And like I said, that's one of my favorite game modes because I love tower defense wave mm-hmm. type stuff, and it was fun in ODST, which, unfortunately, Firefight is not a priority at this time. Because they're going to focus on get the ODST campaign to PC. Firefight on ODST. Specifically on ODST. Yeah. Sorry, I was bringing it up. So on, on ODST is where we first mm-hmm. saw that. And then it's like, well, got to do the campaign first. Well, I think it was improved on Reach. So 100%. I, yeah, so I'd say I'd rather do the one on Reach than ODST. Because when I played it on ODST, I was a fan, but I was like, ah, there's something kind of being, you know, that's left to be desired. Mm-hmm. And then you get to reach where you can just do whatever you want on there. And I was like, oh, this is much better. It Which is. I'm not saying it was bad, but it was definitely heavily improved. Yeah. And it, and it makes sense, too, because you have to port all of these over. And once again, it's not just a direct port. You're actually basically recreating the game. Mm-hmm. So I am fine with all this. The only issue I'll have is timelines. Which exactly. we're going to keep covering on and, and letting you guys know how these things mm-hmm. turn out. And what, yeah. But we need to make sure that if you're buying MCC on PC, that it's not three years down the road that you exactly. get Halo 2. Well, we'll talk about the timeline here mm-hmm. soon, the, the the projected timeline. So we have the the Halo Insider program, mm-hmm. which is basically the, 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 the flight tests, you know, your way to play MCC on PC and, and be able to give feedback. Now, there is a YouTuber, BBK Dracoon. He did a great video because last year they were doing flight tests for MCC uh, for Xbox. And a lot of people were, were doing this and giving a lot of feedback. And a lot of people liked doing this. So he has a video that, that lays out everything you need to know and, and how you sign up and what you need. So basically an, an overhaul of everything that he says is you go to HaloInsider.com. You go to sign up and you go through a lot of things. They, you know, they're going to ask you what you're interested in, whether it's multiplayer, campaign, forge. And something that I, I didn't know they, they could do is that you basically give 343 permission to scan your computer. And what that does is that gives 343 all the information they need to know about what kind of computer you're working with. And at any given time, if you change something on your computer, you can just rescan your computer. And they all have this stuff on file, basically. So obviously not being a big PC nerd, you have not done betas before. No. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 this is the usual thing you'll see on betas. And it's really cool that they are dedicating an entire site to it. Mm-hmm. So I've been in a couple of betas. I've done like the Magic the Gathering beta. I've done the Elder Scrolls beta. Um, a couple of the ones they've had. And it's really neat. Like you said, mm-hmm. it gives them all the data they need to know, which will help them set PC requirements. If you have, let's say you buy a new, uh, you know, 2080 uh, graphics card um, or some high-end graphics card, they'll mm-hmm. see that. And they're able to see, okay, so you can play on Ultra at high settings on this. And... Like you said, it's nice that they have a sign up for this because a lot of sites I've done this with, it's just like, 
Give us an email. Oh, we're gonna send you, we're gonna scan your system. Okay, we're done. So it's mm-hmm. it's cool that they create an entire program where you can you can also give feedback instead of them mm-hmm. just pulling feedback from your PC itself. Yeah, and even then, you know, they want to know like, are more people interested in the campaign or Forge or anything like that? They're really trying to get all the information they can from from your mouth. It is. It's it's a it's a true beta. Uh-huh. It's not early access that you're seeing on Steam all the time. If someone's yeah. like, "Hey, I have a half finished game. It's quote unquote in beta, but AK, I'm not finishing it." It's legit. We want to beta test this basically mm-hmm. by giving super hardcore Halo fans the option of actually yeah. playing through this, yeah, and seeing how things go. So, so moving on from MCC coming to PC, a lot of people have then been wondering, well, what's happening to all these these fan projects that we we all love and mm-hmm. that we're that we're we're either playing or we're looking forward to. Let's talk about the two biggest ones right now, which are El Dorito and Installation O One. They've both made official responses to this. El Dorito said, "Quote: What are we doing now? What any group of Halo modders and reverse engineers would do: continue to mod and reverse engineer Halo, regardless of the future of the MCC on." pc the team isn't going anywhere we've never stopped reverse engineering game engine and resources since last april we've learned so much and we've been able to do some incredible things some of which we thought were impossible and you will be seeing some of this work in the near future in the form of an update bottom line this is not in any way a goodbye. The El Dorito team is not going anywhere. You'll be seeing a hell of a lot more from us in the future, whether it's through existing El Dorito mod or MCC PC itself. We will keep the community informed of our activities. Feel free to ask us questions on Reddit post or where this is linked. We will answer what we are allowed to answer. The future is bright, my friends, and it's time to be patient now. As for the ED team, quote, I think we're just getting started. So it's really cool that they're just like, this doesn't change anything. Yeah, it's, we'll see how that goes. So <laughs> so like we're saying, Microsoft and 343i are poaching these developers who have made these mods, who I assume are going to be on their quote-unquote official mod team. Yeah, well, you think that they could potentially work on both, even do more things on El Dorito that maybe they're not going to be able to do on MCC to PC. Sure. And it may be... This is all speculation, of course. It's all spec. Um, I don't know. It, it really depends. It seems like Microsoft is really open in allowing these to happen this entire time. True. So more than likely, what they'll do is they'll partner and be able to give... A, they'll probably be given official assets. Instead of having to kind of poach them and reverse engineer a lot of the game, Microsoft will probably be like, hey... You know, here's our handbook. Take what you need. Do whatever you want. Yeah, and that and that's probably what we're going to see from that, um, which is great because if one of the great things that we can see probably from this modding community is more campaigns. Yeah, original. Like we've already seen original scores and a lot of other dub stuff that people have done. So if we're going to see some original campaign stuff, whether that be like non-canon offshoots or just even just fun campaign maps. Yeah, or overhauls of CE, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. adding new things that aren't necessarily canon, but just, just amazing to see. Yeah, like I said, Ronald McDonald, Fry Gun, that's all I need. Let's do it. Now let's talk about installation. O1's response. When 343 uh, Industries initially announced that they were bringing the Halo MCC to PC, Installation 01 released a video of a Spartan skipping on a Halo ring. And then the screen simply states... Dear 343 and Microsoft, thank you. So they're already like, hell yeah, this is cool. Because I think it is because now we're going to be seeing, you know, people who 
are discovering Halo on PC, and then they're going to start discovering these fan-made projects. Mm -hmm. Shortly after this video, Installation 01 released a statement about the recent news ending on, quote, in short, it doesn't. So long as you want to play a new, quote, classic experience with never-before-seen game modes, weapons, and more we have in our place in that lineup, just as we did before this announcement. We'll keep going on as long as you are there to support us. Thank you, truly, for all the amazing support you've shown us this far. So as of right now, they're still continuing development of Installation 01. It's cool. It's all cool. I, I fully support everything that people are doing. Like you said, bringing it to PC brings an entire game base to PC, which brings it to these mod makers, uh -huh. which continues to support. But it also allows for all these assets to be used. Exactly. Which is huge. So We can do crazy things. We can get more Halo SPV3s. We can get those for Halo 2 mm -hmm. and 3 and 4 and Reach and ODST, and it will be Ah! It'll I mean, be amazing. We'll have that. Ron McDonald, Burger <laughs> King. I'm kind of hungry right now, and I really don't want fast food, but I'll gladly take Ron McDonald right now. <laughs> uh, no, it, it'll just it'll allow for so much more, and for the generation coming up now that is starting to play this for the first time, and it piques their interest, and they can then be like, I want to do that too. Mm -hmm. And you can then create new game modes and just new stuff that's going to be so... Amazing. I'm so excited for it to happen. Exactly. So now let's move on to the the release date or the speculated mm -hmm. release date. Uh, as of April 22nd, 2019, there is none. There is nothing official, as we've said before. But according to Flash Damage's recent newsletter, they're working on the titles being released throughout the year. So what, what they said in that newsletter is basically by the end of the year, we should have everything. Because they didn't say throughout the next year or two. They said all the titles will be released within the year or, you know, by, by the end of the year. And that, so. that probably makes sense. I mean, I, I would say probably Reach is probably one of the hardest ones they're working on. Mm -hmm. and, I, and also, I don't think that people should, should say this is law. No, because everything's subject to change, and even uh, Sketch has said multiple, multiple times, like this stuff is—it's hard, and yeah. we're we're finding some hiccups. It is, and and I think that is probably the stockholder timeline too. Mm -hmm. um, of we need the shit done by the year. Yeah, like we give you a year to do this because all you have to do is put on the computer, right? Yeah, and so I think I copy think, the code over. Yeah, just just put it over there. Put the disc in the tray and do that. If there's a, and I will say this: if there's anything we'll, that we will learn from our Halo Two episode, which I'm researching on right now, by the way, having mm -hmm. a lot of fun, is you put a deadline on these fucking games, and you will see the biggest mess a studio will yeah. be in. And it's the reality of it. I mean, games are made to make money. Mm -hmm. They're made because they're amazing and people want to create these amazing... As with any art, you're making yeah. the art to be beautiful and people to enjoy it. You can have a passion about it, but also be Bottom like, line, it's the dollar. Exactly. So when you go, oh, yeah, we need another two years to go, cool, you have to end it this year. So <laughs> It's basically what happened with Halo 2. Exactly. So, so they will more than likely... Have it done by the end of this year, especially having two studios that are also working on these port, mm -hmm. um, along with 343 Guidance. Um, so we're, we'll probably more than likely see it at the end of this year, if not trickling into the start of next year for some stuff. Especially, like, extra game modes we might see trickling into next uh -huh. year. I definitely see that as a, as a portion. But if we can get multiplayer and campaign on... I mean, that's kind of really what we need to start. And then as soon as you can get Forge, get Forge. Exactly. And again... If they need a year and a half, let's be patient because they will produce something good. 
we've all been patient with Halo Infinite. It's been f- five years now, mm-hmm. four or five years since uh, Halo Two ca- or Halo Five came out in 2015. So it's been four years now, and that's the longest we've gone without a Halo uh, uh, Master Chief title in a minute. Mm-hmm. And I've just we really we really need to just be patient. I have faith with 343 and Halo Infinite because I think they've learned. I also have faith that if we give them time and we don't put a, a, an exact stamp of when this needs to be released, we will have a good PC experience with Halo once again. And this is other news, breaking breaking news as of I just say it right now, it's been heard before, but Halo Infinite is not going to have Battle Royale. Yeah, like that it, is a whole separate It was within the same day. The, I saw articles cuz we have a we have a Google alerts mm-hmm. even just for for MCC mm-hmm. for this episode and I saw Google alerts coming in that were mixed that were like Halo Infinite will have battle royale and it was also like developers from <laughs> from Halo say <laughs> no we're not. No we're not. <laughs> yeah. Frank O'Connor was straight up like, "What? No." Yeah. Frank O'Connor even said, "With custom games, you can make you can make battle royals right now." And then mm-hmm. I thought, "Shit, you really can." Yeah. Which I think we should do. I've never played a battle royale oh. game. Let's do it. Like some reach custom games or something. Let's I'm down for that. And, and the thing is, I think they're smart too because I believe by the time Halo Infinite hits and by the time we get some traction on it, I think Battle Royales will have kind of cascaded and, and slipped into just kind of what people want to play. It's, it's kind of like how MOBAs are with League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm, games of that nature where, I mean, they were king. They ruled for years. I remember a few years ago, like, well, I'd say like 2011 or 12 when I first heard about mm-hmm. it, a guy I was in a band with was fucking obsessed with it. And, and they're, they're still big. I mean, we just had the, oh, L- for- we just had the LCS uh, Spring Championship for League of Legends mm-hmm. here in St. Louis. Yeah, my friend Chris went and saw it. He, he was talking to us about how fucking excited he was. It, and it's cool, right? Games is based here in St. Louis, so it was really cool to have it here. But mm-hmm. on another note, so, so you had those ruling. Then you had games such as Daisy. H1Z1, and then eventually Fortnite come in uh-huh. that took Hunger Games and made it a Battle Royale. Yeah. And that just took over. I mean, it took over Twitch, it took over uh, every streaming service, and then you've had other games to follow, even AAA titles such as Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And then you have the latest craze is Apex. Yeah. Um, so I think by the time Halo Infinite's released, I think that game mode will be stale enough that it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I think it would be silly to really... It, it'll it. settle down. Plus, I, I know Halo is doing a lot of things to conform with some stuff, but there has to be a line where 343 says we will not do that because it's still Halo. It's still one of the most popular and mm-hmm. iconic franchises of all time. We need to set ourselves apart down, you know, and especially with some of the story and Halo 5 and all that, it's kind of almost fallen off, but, you know, we need to we need to put our foot down and say no. And I was worried, but the fact that Frank O'Connor came out and just said no. You can do it right now if you want with custom mm-hmm. games. You know, the fact that he was like, he was not only like, we're not doing that. He's like, you can do it on your own. Go do it. Yeah. I think it's, it's really hopeful for me that, that 343 is looking to the right direction on kind of getting back to, we need to stand out, not as the black sheep, but be on top as we were at one point. It's true. And if they, even if they thought of dabbling, they would be in such a saturated BR market that 
I don't know if you could do it. I mean, Apex definitely broke out. Having the Titanfall team work on that mm-hmm. um, and and create this beautiful, easy to play game that just the, the movement is like like it just gets you it just gets you rock hard. Like it's it's like the greatest movement in a game of all time that just makes it feel so fluid. And Halo has never really been that. Mm-hmm. It's always. And this is not to knock Halo, but the controls have always been kind of flighty. It's yeah. been kind of jumpy and 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 yeah. not all over the place, but they've been not natural, not natural, it's fun, but not natural. Exactly. So I I just don't think the way the Halo games have been played and the way that they work, you wouldn't have a BR stuff like that. So yeah. So I'm glad they're not going to that with Halo Infinite, and mm-hmm. then they're really going to focus on more of traditional Halo gameplay. Exactly. Now, as of I think I started taking notes about all the recent updates, the 11th. Mm-hmm. So we have a few updates that's that's going on with Halo MCC to PC. So as of April 11th, it was the number one wishlisted game on Steam. Nice. Like that's absolutely crazy. As of the 12th, we found out that MCC will be receiving skilled-based matchmaking and social playlists. Now, according to Tyler Davis, uh, the community support and engagement coordinator at 343, he had this to say about the social matchmaking. Quote, people who get pub stomped. I've never heard that term, by the way, pub stomp. So it's when you join like uh, public... Uh, sessions that aren't ranked so if you're not playing ranked and you just play like a typical mm-hmm. puppy um you can have any any uh rank of player so yeah you, you could play with new players or you could play with someone who's been playing for 40 years uh, okay so people get pub stopped leave and don't come back the experience is one we are aiming to stop we have mountains of data to show this experience is bad for you or anyone playing in a social or ranked regardless of if, if a player is new or someone who plays from time to time yeah so so one of the biggest things that not only played Halo, but plagues any game that has... Mm-hmm. So basically, they were talking about earlier about social playlists. So social playlists are basically anything you create with your friends, or if you want to just play like uh, an unranked team deathmatch, mm-hmm. an unranked big team, you're just ranked with players who happen to fit into the matchmaking playlist with you. And that could be the god of Halo, or that can be a tiny baby. Um, so that's originally what it was so this is nice to hear because tiny baby halo player tiny baby halo might be really good but uh not (laughs) fitted there so so it seems like you'll have ranked matches which will will give you like a a rank like so they've had all the military ranks go through halo Mm -hmm. that you could get but then in social like you're just playing a game to play a game like there's no quote-unquote pressure you'd have as playing a ranked game um i mean similar if you're playing overwatch if you're playing ranked or if you're playing a quick play quick play is just playing with people from anywhere in any any type of gameplay uh-huh. but it's ranked like you actually have like a, a ranking that you stick within whether it's like silver gold platinum diamond um you know whatever you're working with there mm-hmm. um so to see that is kind of nice because you'll always play with people within your skill rank so yeah. if you if you aren't that good or if you are younger or if you just want to pick up a game from time or to time if you're 26 and have no idea how to play so pc if you're, yeah so if you're, Je- yeah. if you're jesse then you'll get paired with kind of you know the newer players mm-hmm. or the less experienced players, uh, which is super nice because not only will it allow for, like they said, a better gaming experience where mm-hmm. you're not getting crushed over and over and over again, you're actually getting competitive. Like, yeah. you know, like you and little baby Halo player can actually kind of be <laughs> on that same wavelength, um, which will keep you going and it'll it'll help you improve your game. So if you mm-hmm. play with little baby and now you're against a little toddler and you've increased, like, that gives you more of a purpose to keep playing. I don't know. I have a little bit of pressure playing against toddler, not baby. It's true. That, that's that's <laughs> why, for me, I don't play any online fighting games. I'm not very good at them. I enjoy them from time to time, but just getting curb stomped 
every time I play, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't want to play it online. I'll play the single player or like Smash. Yeah. I'll play with friends. But I just, I don't want to put the time and effort into like dedicating my life to it. Yeah. So to hear this is super nice to have, um, especially if players are afraid of rank. Because that can mm-hmm. kind of be like, oh, the pressure's on me. We're in a ranked match. I need to get to like, you know, Master General or something, but I don't want to uh, freeze up and lose and have my teammates yell at me. Yeah. You can kind of go to a puppy match and just play with kind of the same style. Yeah. So one last update so that we know and that we've been talking about is uh, flight testing might be delayed. Brian Gerard mm-hmm. had stated that building these flights for PC has been complicated. And 343 is basically learning as they go. I mean, it is. They're a console, they're a console company. And again, we just got to be patient. We just got to say, listen, we understand it's a lot of fucking work. Take your time like you are with Infinite. By the way, just to plug it in, we will, after uh, Microsoft at E3, we're going to be doing a Halo. Yeah, in June, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a Halo Infinite predictions once we get more information. Because we don't want to wait until that until we see a game engine trailer. Basically, well, of course. like like we want all of you to berate us and how wrong we are. Exactly. So we need to make sure that we make the worst predictions we can, <laughs> so that you can just be really angry at us and send us anti pizzas. Anti pizza. What's an anti pizza? Salad. Just a, just a pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> send us a pile. Send us a pile of shit. shit. Uh, no, it's um, no. I mean, we we, we want to keep you guys up to date and just just have, keep having fun with this. So we mm-hmm. want to do those predictions because we, we're having fun right now. We're having fun. Like I said, this is a game that we've refell in love with mm-hmm. over and over again, and it's why we want to just have you guys as an audience. It's really exactly. Fun. We want to hear. You know, if there's if there's anything maybe we missed about this, please tell us. Mm-hmm. That way we can address it on the next episode. Well, exactly, and we, and we want to keep it. Like you said, keep this conversation going. I'm so excited that we're kind of having this instant. Instagram start to blow up. We're having our Twitter kind of blowing up with people. And we want to keep you guys in the loop, but also keep us interested in the loop. Uh-huh. It's so cool to see people interested in this mm-hmm. in 2019. Exactly. I, I mean, to see people being like, oh, I remember Halo 2. I remember Halo 3. Comet mm-hmm. Evolve was the shit. You know, Halo 5 was... Eh. I, I'm hoping... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to hear those things. Like, it's, it's nice to hear those. I, I'm hoping to bring back the nostalgic feels with our Halo 2 episode. As I said, I've been working on that for about two weeks now mm-hmm. already. I guarantee I have about another two weeks worth of research. But, oh, my God, I've had so much fun, and it's going to be a great episode. I know. I, I can't wait to nostalgic feel you guys all up over the internet. It's going <laughs> to be so fun. But, yeah, so back to the topic at hand. I, I, I want us to discuss... And we've been basically discussing... Our thoughts throughout this but overall official statement from both of us what are our thoughts on this on on the master chief collection getting reach and then coming to pc i'm gonna i'm just gonna come out and say it i think it's great i love the idea of of halo growing and again i'm not a pc gamer but even just through this announcement and doing the research for this episode i found out about these mods uh, you know like sins of the prophets which i'm gonna be too dumb to play but i'm gonna try it anyway and then you have spv3 which oh my god i, I can't I, i've probably brought it up four times since we stopped talking about it on the episode but i'm so excited to try that out along with installation 01 and i i have yet to play halo online but i know people who have and I, we're gonna play it eventually and we will be doing Again, episodes all about those. And I discovered a lot of these through research about this episode. And MCC coming to PC will give me, finally, a real reason to play uh, games on PC. I'm excited. It's going to bring a new wave of Halo fans in. You know, and some some PC gamers who used to play a console but probably fell off 
of that are now going to have a chance to relive memories of Halo 1 through 4 and ODST and Reach. I think precisely what Jesse said. I want to reiterate that and say that this will ignite fuels of people. Like, I recently just bought an Xbox One probably about three or four months ago to play Master Chief Collection before we really even talked about the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to play it again because I hadn't played yeah. it in a while. Um, but for people who haven't or for people who want to play it again, it's very big that it's coming. And from a very analytical point, it's smart of Microsoft to bring it mm-hmm. from a business sense. Yeah, which, you know, it's. I think it was a... I think it was a culmination of how are we or how are we going to be able to make the fans happy and how are we going to make money at the same time. And I think they're seeing. I mean, they know their sales were down. Mm-hmm. They know that console sales in general have been either even or you know fluctuating a bit. And you're losing out to Sony. You're losing out to Nintendo because now they have a portable console yeah. that kind of married the Nintendo DS and the Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's smart to be able to do that. And then if they can. At whatever point in the future, go cross-platform. Not not just Windows and, and Steam, but like legit Steam, Windows, and Xbox. That's when you've got a community going with it. And what I love about this community is it never dies. It lulls. It kind of it goes down yeah. to the rumbles. But there's always a soft spot in anyone who's played a Halo game. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you never, you're never like, oh yeah, I played the game a while ago. It's all right. It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember, uh, you know, this map or, or playing mm-hmm. Capture the Flag or and playing And everyone Oddball? has Halo stories as well. It's not just yeah. like, you know, people like like the game, li- the the playlist, you know, or a certain game mode, but they also have a story that you can attach to it. Now, you see this, and I know people are are you know getting that nostalgic feel, and their their mm-hmm. interest is getting sparked again. Think of this as a Disney reboot. Mm-hmm. We're getting Aladdin again. We're getting uh, movies like Dumbo and Beauty and the Beast. Let's forget about Aladdin. Let's just talk about Lion King. Aladdin <laughs> looks kind of bad. Either way, you, you're you now 20 years past all these movies. You're, mm-hmm. a, new, you're a new gen, basically. And that's yeah. why they're doing this. Um, you now have a new gen being able to play Halo. Yeah. If, 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 you, played, if you played Halo 1 when, let's say, you were 16, you've mm-hmm. probably got kids. Yeah, you've probably got a generation that's I'm coming. I'm sorry, up. by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. But <laughs> but if you do have some little offspring, um, it's it's really cool that you are now able to share this with your kids. Yeah, and share. It's the same way I was with Mario. It's the same way that you've had with all these generational games that like, and Zelda and all these and other Zelda games. and all these you can tap back on. Like, Nintendo was insanely smart with their IP and being we're going to basically make these characters live forever. Mm-hmm. And Master Chief has kind of been that for Xbox, whereas it's on the violent side, obviously. Yeah, but it's a character. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's a character that you can relate to. He's got these badass lines, and you can be like, "Oh, I played, uh, you know, Combat Evolved when I was thirteen, sixteen, eighteen, or whatever it is." Now I want my son, who's twelve or whatever. Well, you know, you shouldn't play, it, but you should um, <laughs> play this game and like and enjoy the moments with him, and enjoy the shit talking on online, mm-hmm. and enjoy just every little facet that. Bungie and Microsoft and 343 and everyone who has ever worked in these games has brought to us. Yeah. And that's, I think, really the culmination of MCC coming to PC is it's not just our, you know, individual modders who are keeping, you know, uh, Combat Evolved alive. It's not just Combat Evolved itself keeping itself alive. It's not just the community. It's, It's everyone coming together through a generational gap from console and PC and people who've put down the game for 10 years to be able to come back and love what they've loved way mm-hmm. back when. Yeah. It, 
it's great news. It's great news. I think this is definitely what the the franchise needs and i think this is really you know a lot of people are saying you know is is 343 finally shining are Mm -hmm. we finally you know is halo finally making a comeback you know and we won't know for sure until we get it and of course it's going to play well and we get infinite but i think truly 343 is learning from their mistakes and they're saying this is what the community needs and i i know this decision a huge part of it was the fact that we we saw the popularity of halo online Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of makes sense as to why, like, a year after that happens, actually about 11 months after that happens, they announce this, but they don't really have it set in stone yet. They announce, like, you know, hey, we are going to bring this stuff to PC, but it's going to take some time. I yeah. think because they spent the, the next 11 months bringing some people over from El Dorito and mm-hmm. saying, okay, are, is this even possible? Can we do this? How are we going to do this? I think that was – they've probably been thinking about it for a while, but that was definitely a, a – kick in the ass to say let's do it let's move on come on you need to come with the times yep and and for me i'm gonna end this kind of wrap up with my thoughts like Mm -hmm. i've already had my little tirade about it but once again coming to steam having the steam workshop being able to have the community build what they want again hey Mm -hmm. we want brutes in halo ce as you know these other mod makers have done it we want some random stuff in this Alex wants Ronald McDonald. Um, you know, all these things. It's 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 so cool to see. And if a game like Elder Scrolls V Skyrim can be alive for going on eight years, since 2011 was it? 11, 11, 11? Um, if eight years, you can have all these random iterations and all these amazing mods for it that have kept this Elder Scrolls game alive. I mean, think of what it can do for these six Halo franchise games that are going to come out that these fans have probably had these ideas in their mind forever. Like, wouldn't it be cool if such and such happened? If there was yeah. so-and-so gun? If so-and-so did this? Like, this is going to be opening up for such a cool yeah. thing for the fans. SPV3, but for all of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I'm basically on board with Alex. You know, we we're excited. It's going to be cool to see a lot of these what ifs not be what ifs anymore. So you know, wrapping this up, if you if you have any thoughts or if you have a even a cool mod idea that you've thought about, message us. Let us know, and we would love to you know share it. And we're always curious about what you guys think about this kind of stuff. So you know, th- thank you for tuning into this episode. Now, two weeks from now, when you hear this episode, episode three, we will be covering our first novel, which mm-hmm. is the Fall of Reach, mm-hmm. which is you know one of the most popular Halo novels, and they have shit. We have a whole stack of them right here, and people still think that that very first one is one of the best, if not the best. It's what brought us, John. It's a, it's a damn good novel, that's for sure. And with that, I am your host Jesse Reiners, and I am your host Alex Kendall. And thanks once again for tuning in to finish the fight a halo podcast halo it's finished no i think we're just getting started